Break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of our Doctor's Nutrition of Texas show where we help you with nutritional solutions for your common health issues. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we're here to bring you another exciting show about fake food. However exciting that can be, but uh, we're going to figure out what's fake and what's real. Dr. Lewis is going to help us do that by uh, educating us as he always does. <laughs> she gives me a lot more credit than I deserve sometimes. Uh, you know, one of the biggest complaints I hear is people say, well, I'm supplementing, but I'm not losing weight. And it's hard for me to communicate correctly. Of course, I'm a man. My communication usually is pretty poor anyway. Um, it's like, well, what you think you're eating that you say is healthy is not healthy. But Because I hear it every day, but I eat good. Not, not so much. Uh, because it's almost impossible to do that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of far-reaching things today. And before I really get started, I would like to say something about the state of America. Um, we've gotten to where we're a nation that's full of stress, and we can't have people that have different opinions without getting upset about it. I think it's way beyond time that we got nice. And Janet and I were kind of privileged the other day to go to a function that uh, – kind of put it right in our face about there are people that are doing jobs that is making our life better, whether it's growing food, uh, raising better animals, whether it's trucking it in, people that are doing all kinds of different jobs that help our lives be safer and healthier. And so we went to this event and we were kind of on pins and needles because we were told <laughs> that we should be. Uh, and we met a lady that I will not say the title that goes with her, but she is a relatively young woman that's uh, achieved a lot in her time. And she was so gracious to Janet <laughs> and to me. Here's a lady from originally from Iowa, and I thought about what she had accomplished in her short career and it's like wow she's out there busting her butt and, and making accomplishments helping our world be a better place to live and I do not mean to be disrespectful by not saying your title but I was told it might not be appropriate but to the young lady named Half Hill thank you very much for being gracious and it it was a reminder to Janet and to myself that we should be uh, kind to everybody because there's so many people. We don't know what they do, but they're in some manner making our life better. And, you know, we should always, especially in America where you can be anything you want to be, the best thing you can be is kind and gracious. So we, we were very appreciative of how gracious this lady treated us. 
And that, you know, that kind of ties into how your food is raised and farmed, and it's very important. So there's a lot of fake food out there, and people say, well, but I'm eating this and this and this and this. And it's like, well, there's no way in the world you're going to eat that and lose weight because it keeps your body in a state of inflammation. And and Janet actually is, I think, going to deliver most of this. But um, let's, let's start with olive oil. People say, but I'm eating olive oil. Did you know that most olive oil on the market is actually fake? And, and don't fall for some of the labels that say, well, it's natural. It's, I've heard that a lot. Of course, me being the smart aleck that I am at times, and I, and, and I mean to just get people to think differently. They say, but it's natural. I say, well, so is cyanide, arsenic, tapeworms, and uranium, but you don't want them in your body, and you shouldn't put these fake foods in there. Like olive oil is usually cut with things like uh, sunflower oil, which is not really so bad, but peanut oil. Wow, what if you have a peanut allergy and you think you're eating a healthy olive oil, and most of them are fake, and, and, and that's really scary. Um, Can't you taste the difference, though, when you're having something good, a good food versus something that is fake. I mean, we uh, over the holidays went up to Branson to the Keter Center there where the college (laughs) kids are making, they're raising their food. And I mean, every part of it. And then they teach them to serve that at the restaurant. And ironically, that restaurant is the most highly rated restaurant as far as TripAdvisor and Stars. And TripAdvisor is. is a good thing to listen to. Yeah, it's that many people can tell the difference when they eat good food. I mean, there's an hour and a half wait to get in there to eat. It was worth it, too. Right. <laughs> Even I mean, with reservations, we had to wait a long time. I mean, so obviously you're able to tell the difference in quality or taste just by having something that used to be commonplace at you know at our grandparents house that food that's the food we had at our grandparents house yeah it did the pot roast tasted like the pot roast my mother or grandmother would make uh, because they raised this stuff there at the college college of the ozarks and i'm sorry i didn't meet sophie but we will next time Mm -hmm. um that goes to school there sweet sweet young lady um it it Taste is good, so I, I think one of the things, it, it's not becoming a snob, but if you go to some of these gourmet shops and taste the different olive oils, uh, a good one, you can taste the difference. And I'm not a really big fan of olive oil just because you never know what you're getting. But And, and it's not good for cooking. It, it doesn't hold it up to high heat. And Janet, for the most part, <clears throat> nobody, you know, she she doesn't want anybody to know she cooks, but she uses pecan oil, walnut oil, grapeseed oil, which much better in high heat. And we're down in the south, so pecan oil, you know, that's a southern heritage. But We found that in Mississippi. That's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, it is. I even, I even cook my eggs in that. It does. Uh, it it delivers, you know, basically no taste, where some of the stuff just makes your food taste weird. Rancid. and, and right. We were down in the uh, middle part of Louisiana one time, and, God, the bread was so, so horrible. It's like, geez, I don't know what kind of oil you're using. You know, maybe 90-weight Pennzoil, but it tasted horrible. We could not eat any of the food just because of what it was cooked in. So if it tastes rancid, don't put it in your system because it's extremely pro-inflammatory, and that's one of the reasons that people cannot lose weight. And, you know, you've got to do probiotics, and there's a lot of things you can do to ensure that some of these fake foods we're going to talk about uh, are less 
harmful to you. I think it's interesting that red snapper is probably one of the most uh, defrauded fish species of all. Yeah. Um, because species substitution is also rampant. So they tell you you're getting red snapper and you may be not getting that uh, because it's one of the most expensive. So I think that's why they tell you they're serving you that. Um, it's always wild caught and there's no such thing as a commercially farmed red snapper. So if you order red snapper in a restaurant, chances are you'll get a completely different fish served to you. I, I think the statistics, I've been reading different uh, articles and in one big book that Janet got me. She's gracious enough, speaking of gracious, gracious enough to give me, buy me several dozen books a year. Uh, I have never in a restaurant, I, I think it's nine out of ten, that's at least nine out of ten, that's fraudulent. I have never in a restaurant eaten red snapper that tasted as good as the red snapper I caught in the Gulf of Mexico. And it's like, really? There can't be that much different. And they will substitute things, a cheaper fish or a fish that has a name that's not appealing. Then that's why I tell you, I'll be aware of the buzzwords they use. I'll get into more of that. But it's absolutely amazing uh, the taste when you drag it out of the Gulf of Mexico and fillet it, and it covers most of the charcoal grill. It's good taste. And so it's better to get to know your local fish market in cities that actually have that. Uh, The the meat markets that have the locally grown beef, lamb, chickens, you know, free-range eggs, it it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, One of the things, we ate at a place one time just once, and we ordered catfish. Of course, that's a southern delicacy that's really not that delicate. And, and Janet says, what is this? This is not catfish. They said, well, yeah, it's catfish. It's called bassa from the Mekong Delta. Janet says, where's the Mekong Delta? I said, Vietnam. She said, I'll never eat at that place again. And t- tilapia, that's really, really popular. That's going to make Janet mad because she likes the Parmesan-crusted tilapia. And we'll get to the Parmesan fraud. Well, the restaurant I liked it at doesn't serve it anymore, so I don't eat there. Yeah. And it probably wasn't even a tilapia. Well, and tilapia is a cheap farmed fish, and they, they cut down the mangroves, which is uh, good for filtering systems and uh, a, a good to protect you against tsunamis. But they farm tilapia, and when they farm it many, many times, and this is usually out of Southeast Asia, it's full of uh, antibiotics that are banned in America and all kinds of other pollutants. Well, you know, there's a way to make sure that what you're buying from the grocery stores or big box retailers um, look for third-party labels that verify quality. Very Um, important. One of them is the Marine Stewardship Council because their logo features the letters MSC and a blue check mark in the shape of a fish. And that's uh, their auditors who certify where the fish came from and how it got to you. So that's one way you can know you're getting something good. Also, if the fish is farm-raised, look for the Global Aquaculture Alliance Best Practices symbol. Um, and Alaska does not permit aquaculture, so all Alaskan fish is wild-caught. They have it, some of the cleanest water yes, and some of the best-maintained and most sustainable fish fisheries. So if they say it's from Alaska, then that's the only thing you have to worry about. Are they telling the truth there? Because if it comes from Alaska, it's it's better fish. Well, let me tell you how crazy this can be about how you're being misled and thinking good food is thinking bad food is actually good. 
Uh, you know, Angus beef is a big buzzword, and people have this perception, oh, it's Angus, it's better, because of the way they advertise it. Uh, it, it increases your perceived value and therefore the price. You know, our United States Department of Agriculture defines <laughs> it defines Angus by the color. If it comes from a steer that's 51% black, they can call it Angus, even if it's a different breed. I thought Janet would jump on that. Apparently not, but... Uh, uh, that's pretty fraudulent in my part. And, you know, I've, I've raised a few cows when I was a kid and, you know, they taste different depending on whether it was a milk cow or, or a meat, uh, uh, breed. And it made a big difference. Of course, we always pasture raised ours, which made it better. But that's, that's one of the less harmful fake things that goes on. But let me get on my soapbox for a minute. <coughs> like I hadn't been already, uh, honey. Honey is fake, 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 fake. You need to be buying your honey from the guy on the side, the old man on the side of the road or somebody that you know since I have uh, bees now. Um, And, you know, there was like a big stink about Chinese honey was cut with uh, corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup to enhance profit margins. Well, corn syrup has mercury in it, so yeah, let's give honey to your kids that has mercury and fry their little neurons so their brain doesn't function as good. Uh, and sometimes the Chinese people would even feed the the corn syrup to the bees so they could get into the honey more naturally. It can be appropriate to feed bees, there, and I've done it, but I do not feed them uh, high fructose corn syrup, I feed them cane sugar, not even beet sugar. I feed them cane sugar. And, you know, if I can get organic, my bees get the very best. So, And they say thank you and don't sting me more than four or five times when I mess with them. Um, and, you know, there's a, a voluntary grading system on honey, grade A, B, C. Uh, but there's no enforcement whatsoever, so you don't really know what you're getting. So get it locally, and my brother has this on his label. You know, if you don't know your beekeeper, you don't know your honey or something to that effect, and I agree. His honey is really, really good. I know my beekeeper and my honey. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, pun's real intended there. Uh, I think it's very interesting also that shrimp are uh, a little bit, uh, being manipulated or a lot being manipulated <laughs> I guess because they are one of the biggest uh, products that we eat here in the U.S. is we love our shrimp that sounds like she's picking on short people but that's not what she means no <laughs> uh, restaurant shrimp is virtually 100% guaranteed to be from poorly policied farms in Southeast Asia Mekong Delta yeah, <laughs> well, something just seems there. real wrong with that. Have you noticed it tastes different than the the Gulf shrimp? And we go to the Gulf Coast of Mississippi quite a bit and see some really good friends down there. And, of course, they go and buy shrimp and crab right off the boat. Yeah, so it when tastes you, better, different. When you're paying that nine ninety nine all you can eat popcorn shrimp deal, you can bet that shrimp is not coming from the best quality sources. Because the you know the problem with it, you're saying, well, if it's just coming out of there, what's the big deal? Well, a lot of the uh, they're typically cut mangroves uh, where nature's filtration system and defense against tsunamis. So it's really bad for the environment, and a lot of waste and chemicals are dumped directly 
to the ocean there. Um, so you're picking up all of that. Um, the people that are working there are slave labor in production of farm shrimp, which is it's bad for them. Yeah, so, that's, that's a good point. Uh, we, Chan and I have been to China, and we saw a lot of factories of different types. It was amazing how unhappy some of them were, although they were generally a very gracious people. But uh, they, um, you know, working for five cents an hour, the farmer made a, the equivalent of $5 per month. Uh, that was pretty much slave labor. It, it was kind of pitiful to see. So, yeah, you know, we gripe here in America. We still have so much to be grateful for. And that's why I said at the beginning, be nice to people, because I don't care who they are. They're doing something that makes your life better. Well, and, and again, when you go to the store and you buy that bag of so-called wild-caught shrimp from the Gulf of Mexico, uh, it most of the time simply is not. You need to look for those uh, blue check markers on them and make sure that it's actually certified or somebody's auditing that package of fish you're getting. And even though it's it's if it is wild-caught out of the Gulf of Mexico, you know, there's the Gulf of Mexico is pretty polluted, and especially... After the oil spill, it wasn't so much the oil that was the problem. It was the surfactant they put on there. And our friends down in southern Mississippi in Biloxi Gulfport, they're noticing a great, great increase in a lot of horrific neurological diseases since they put that surfactant you know, on the BP oil spill trying to get rid of the oil. Uh, they're seeing some really horrible things. We actually have a friend down there that's dying of one of those horrible neurological diseases, and I think he's in his 40s. It's like, it, it, it ain't pretty, folks. So, you know, learn to clean up, learn to make better choices, learn to get back to, hey, it's a real fish, not a piece of a fish, which leads me to, I'm, I'm sorry to pick on McDonald's, but this was already reported in the news about pink slime. We've talked about that before. They kind of have it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reconstituted meat and meat glue, which some of your better steaks are actually glued uh, pieces. But uh, the McDonald's McRib, and that was came under scrutiny because uh, the ABC News uh, you know, did an expose on it. And found out that there's more than 70 ingredients that make up the McRib, and one of them is pork. Well, to me, if it's a McRib, it should be 100% pork. But it has things in it that uh, I can't pronounce this. is as a dicarbonate, carbonamide, uh, which is the material that you can find in your jogging shoes and yoga mats. And it was the lady called Food Babe on the... Uh, internet that kind of exposed that it was in the bread of subway sandwiches so subway changed it so folks the more you learn and the more you vote with your dollar the more you're going to make choices to change the food industry that's going to bless someone you've never met and never will meet and that goes back again in a country where we can be anything in the world the first thing you should do is be kind and gracious Right. And, you know, you keep talking about all these different foods and things. What what if they're, you know, people just have a hard time getting a good good something in their system. Uh, what is something you could recommend for them to supplement with so that they're at least getting some of the good nutrition, you know, even when they're trying to eat correctly but sometimes can't do that? Is there a product that you could recommend that would help with that? Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things that... Uh, 
the community agrees with. But the main thing is start with a good multivitamin. Um, it, it has to be good. Uh, and, and there are a lot of not-so-good multivitamins out there, uh, most of them. You know, the one we, as the giveaway. The one, the uh, multivitamin that Dr. Lewis, I think, likes to recommend is the uh, one multivitamin. It um, It's uh, made by Pure Encapsulations, and it's something that you take just one of them a day. Um, it's a sustained release. It has some CoQ10 and um, all made with vegetarian ingredients. So if you're not going to get um, something healthy in your diet, you could at least do a multivitamin so that, that you would be picking up something healthy. Well, I think that's pretty obvious that everybody should start there. And then some of the other things the uh, experts agree with is a good clean fish oil, which I hope we get time to talk a little bit more about fish. But what if, you know, you think you're doing all these things right and you're eating well, but you still really don't feel good? Um, you know, there's people doing that. I mean, they're actually farming stuff, and they're, we have a lot of those, actually. They're They're really doing a good job. Yes. And we tell people... Well, if you're doing everything right and you just feel like you still don't feel well, there's probably something missing going on nutritionally with your health that you're just not absorbing what you're having. And really, the only way to know that is to uh, look at lab, see yeah. what's going on. You know, go to our website at uh, a cut above naturals with an S on the end dot com. Fill out the health survey and let Dr. Lewis take a look at what's going on with you um, symptomatically so that we can better advise you on how to get better. It may be more than just changing your diet. You may actually need to have some lab work run, which we do very low cost throughout the United States so that we're not guessing at what's going on with you. Or if your doctor's told you you're fine and you still don't feel fine and maybe he's run some labs, send it over to us and let us take a look at it. Um, because there's different components to this. Sometimes it's more than just what you're eating. Um, but these guidelines that Dr. Lewis is trying to give you now are just to try to help you make better choices so, in general, you start feeling better. And if you still have other questions more specific, join his closed Facebook group that's uh, shooting straight with Dr. Lewis. Just shoot me an email at Janet at doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org. And we can add you to the list, or if you're a friend on uh, Dr. Lewis's Facebook anyway, he can add you there also. But uh, we have a lot of interesting questions, and a lot of our patients are actually putting uh, pictures of things that they're making, like com- uh, the kombucha the kombucha that they're putting on there and giving different ideas to people that would or are either too scared to ask or don't really know uh, about health as well. And it helps educate them a whole lot on how to get their lives uh, living at 100%. And the knowledge is very, very good, but I tell people knowledge without action is for nothing. You know, that that goes back to faith without works is dead. Uh, There's people that have gotten some incredible results. They're always the ones that do the work, and then they give me the credit, which I do not take. But uh, I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a good coach, but you did the work. So those of you that are just gathering knowledge and not having any action, it's not worth it. Just, you know, go to sleep, take a nap. It's it's for naught. But the ones that are taking action, like little Lauren that was asking the on oh, Shooting Straight, she was asking about kombucha. You know, here's a young teenager that's taking control of her health and feeling so much better. And her and her family are just very huge blessings to us because they take massive action. So, therefore, they get 
massive good results. You know, success leaves clues, but folks, so does failure. If you're fail, if you're failing in your health, give up control because you really have no control anyway, and go to someone that can guide you through it and be, you know, I'll be nice. Uh, but I tell people all the time, I said, yeah, that vitamin's not going to cut it, but I, I try to be polite about it. There's a lot of people making choices that are kind of half information, and that's why we tell you about this food. You know, real food, uh, it's grown and it's sold whole. It has a lot of different qualities, you know, depending on where it comes from. But a real food is going to spoil. If you can sit it on the shelf for months and years at a time, it's not real food. Real food requires preparation. And again, you know, go to your local fish market, your meat market. Go to, uh, go to your local farmer and get your beef there. Get your chicken eggs there. I have a friend that brings me chickens because I'd given him all of my chickens. And I made sure with the feed store, he, they sell him the non-genetically modified organic feed, whether he likes it or not. I told the feed store lady, I said, sell it to him. He's got the money. I want my girls to have the best. And, of course, then he brings the eggs to me, and they still taste really, really delicious. And I'm not even taking care of them. So you have to get a network of people that can support you in making good food choices. I know a lot of cattle farmers, uh, which, you know, I can get good beef anytime I want. You know, we can get good chicken. So I, I guess I need to go fishing, though, Janet. Mm. I think it's interesting about Parmesan cheese, which oh, yeah. saddens me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it goes and, on that tilapia. I know. <laughs> I'm looking at what's in the bad stuff because the rec- the good Parmesan cheese came out of Parma, Italy, and it's uh, world famous because that's where they're making it. I mean, that's like the good, the really good Parmesan. It's the king of cheeses because um, it was made today as it was 800 years ago. So it's also one of the most strictly regulated, most wholesome and purest foods you can buy. Um, the law even dictates where cattle were allowed to graze with that with that cheese. They're all grass-fed cows. They're not allowed to graze in fields where fertilizer or pesticides are applied. It's called Parmigiano R-E-G-G-I-A-N-O. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but that's the brand. But that sounded sexy. Thank you. But that's the uh, <laughs> that's the one that you really want. Now, fake Parmesan cheese is totally legal in the U.S. And you're thinking, well, well, how can cheese be fake? It's the pre-graded one, which contains added cellulose, a plant fiber, which is added to prevent the clumping. Did so, you know termites are really good at uh, digesting plant fibers? Really? I, I'm sorry. That, that didn't since belong. We're not, since we're not a termite, <laughs> I'm thinking we shouldn't really be eating that. That didn't belong in there, folks. I just wanted to see Janet's uh, look. She gave me the stink eye on that one. <laughs> yeah, so you may be paying for cheese and you're getting plant fiber. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. That's just sad. You would think they'd give you cheese. I, you, you know, you just don't even think in terms it, without somebody educating you like this. You think you're doing things right, and we, then you you read these things, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And now we have to change our brands of Parmesan yeah, cheese. Now we just can't eat anything. It's delicious <laughs> on our non-GMO organic popcorn Parmesan cheese is. But, I think we're going to have to create our own farm growing everything on it, which which is sad that you have to be that way. Well, as you get back to the local farmers and 
the ones that are trying to do it organically, you know, you're going to vote with your pocketbook. And, you know, I find it really funny that Costco is investing a lot of money in organic farms so that they can produce more organic uh, produce for the people that buy at Costco. A lot of you doesn't have a Costco. I think our nearest one's Dallas. But uh, there, there are changes made because your consciousness is changing, because you're voting with your pocketbook, because you do choose to buy something that's a little bit more expensive, you know, it may be 30% more expensive for organic food, but usually organic food is about two, two and a half, three times more nutrient dense. And even if it didn't have more nutrients, which it does, at least you're not getting the pesticides that act like estrogen and causes a contributing factor to a lot of the cancers. It's sad that we have to get our products from other countries because they're actually wholesome because we can't make it here in the u.s to be that way uh you know the the butter the my favorite butter uh that's irish um carry gold oh my gosh you can taste the difference in that butter versus regular butter um we try to use it in everything it's more expensive but is with uh the grass-fed cows i mean it you can tell they've actually done what they said the butter's more yellow um, it's healthier. But you're talking about how our food is made in different countries. Why is it that China and Russia is smarter than America? Because they will not import our food unless it's verified rectopamine-free. They In America, they give our cows rectopamine, which makes them have less fat and more muscle mass. And the rectopamine has all kinds of problems. And they don't even get the cows off of it like they get them off of many of the other drugs so it clears their system two weeks before slaughter they keep giving them rectopamine that is not a good thing and i think it's really really sad that russia says no to our meat Mm. you know that's something that's banned in about 120 countries but not in canada and united states so folks that's why you should go back to your local farmer and say okay I, i can't eat a whole beef can i buy half a beef and share it with somebody or a quarter of a beef yes folks it's really worth it yeah so, and then, you know, sushi's another one. I don't, I never even look at sushi just because we see on people's lab work what the results of sushi have been for some. There is cinephils go sky high, which means you probably got a parasite. Yeah, because you're eating raw fish and guess what raw fish has? Parasites. Sooner or later, you'll get some cyst. And if your GI tract's not working correctly, I just love there's, there's some people that come down from Dallas and that's about 120, 150 mile drive. And they'll say, oh, I just can't do it in Dallas. I just passed a, t- a, a worm in, in the toilet. I said, well, you keep eating sushi, you're going to keep having worms sooner or later. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> stay, away, stay, Sorry, away, stay away from your sushi. Raw fish is bait. Yes. Uh, or you can come see us and we can clean it up. <laughs> Again, if you're having health issues, please go to our website, acutabovenaturals.com. If you know someone that is having health issues that could benefit from listening to our show and or talking with Dr. Lewis, uh, please send them there also because our, our shows are on our website as well. And again, we appreciate you listening to this week's show, and we promise to have something very exciting for the next show. And uh, we got, we hope you guys have a great, blessed rest of your week. And we'll see you here right next, right next time. Right next door. <laughs> right next time on the Doctor's <laughs> Nutrition Show.